0: It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security
1: token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room.
2: And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show.
3: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 200 of the Ooh. Security Token Show. <laughs> Gotta Uh-oh. love it. We're your hosts. I'm Herbie Conies. This is Kyle Solin. Uh, We've got an amazing show here for you today from sunny Miami, Florida, don't we, Kyle?
0: We absolutely do. It's another great week, 200 episodes in the making. If you're still listening from episode one, major props to you. We had over 40 of you co-signed our submission to the SEC way back in the day, and now we've got a whole lot more listeners, 50,000 listeners across our podcast on all of our channels and many more on YouTube. So thanks to everybody for being along for the journey four plus years in the making but before we dive into our top 5 and all of the amazing programming here on the show I do want to thank our sponsor this week which is Invest Ready Invest Ready is the leading KYC accreditation platform specifically for investors that are coming in to qualify them as they're investing in deals They're doing all kinds of amazing stuff in the industry. They power much of the underlying backend of the industry, a a close friend of the company. Of course, Herwig, you work with them very closely as the original CEO and co-founder of the business. So major shout out to Invest Ready for sponsoring the episode this week and congrats to all their success. We couldn't make this show possible without our sponsors. A
3: special shout out, thank you to Invest Ready, Kyle. With that, let's hop into the top five.
0: And kicking off our top five with article number five, we've got Archax. They have been on a string of announcements lately, unloading a lot of institutional applications in the blockchain industry. Now they're launching their crypto exchange and custody platform specifically targeted to institutions. As they notoriously came out with their investment and all the work they're doing with Aberdeen, a large asset manager, multi-billion dollar one at that. They're also trying to open up those services to other custody and customers that they can work with in the region, in those jurisdictions. They are a 24-7 crypto exchange. They've got Bitcoin, and ETH to USD pairs, which is kind of interesting because they're based in the UK, but they are UK's first regulated security token or digital securities wow. exchange. And they were first on the FCA's crypto asset register. So this is definitely the most up-to-date licensure business in the game based in UK. They continue to trailblaze over there in the UK, Kyle. Very interesting
3: move. The, this is part of, I see a, a strategy from several providers here in the United States. INX comes to mind regarding being very crypto-friendly platform as well. We saw T-Zero actually get out of the crypto game. They used to offer that as a service. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm focused on security tokens. Naturally, a lot of people like to often pay with crypto as opposed to just right. SDC or, you know, a traditional cash method. So, you know, very interesting moves by Archex. We'll see uh, always a nice little boost of revenue, hopefully. Crypto side of things, uh, I think it's a great move. Yeah. Moving on to number four, we've got the taste That's the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange, Kyle. They have partnered up with Fireblocks. This is your classic situation of a major custody provider being a solution now for security tokens, saying, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to be the custodian. You know, typically, there are additional licenses, depending on where you are, or specifically in Israel. Uh, Fireblocks can support those issues. And since right. Taste has been a leader, uh, in uh, tokenization out there and exploring products like that. Uh, they've announced a few things in the past. So very excited. This is yet another step forward, both on their you know, whole
0: digital assets. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. this builds upon the Project Eden plan that was coming to market between the TASE, the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange, and the Israeli Ministry of Finance. So this is getting involved up to the highest levels of regulatory bodies there in Israel, working closely with fireblocks, as well as the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange to bring these products to market. It's a kind of an interesting, similar solution to what seems like Archx is trying to provide for their institutional clients that Fireblocks is trying to provide for Tel Aviv. A big win for Fireblocks. With that, Kyle, what's number three? Number three is Nomura. Nomura is a huge Japanese bank, and their crypto unit that they spun out in September is of the previous year, 2022, is Laser Digital. So Laser Digital is Nomura's crypto unit spin-off, and they are based in Switzerland. So Nomura's in Japan, they launched a spinoff in Switzerland for their crypto digital asset sector, and that company, Laser Digital, just received licensure approval in Dubai for their Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority license. So, or at least the Dubai Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority gave them their license in order to operate in that sector. And the interesting thing here, Herwig, is that the company's less than a year old, and they actually beat Binance to the punch. Uh, Binance wasn't awarded this license. They got, like, I think a, more of like a MVP style of we'll wait and see, make sure that everything's good to go first, as opposed to Nomura. Full approvals. I think there's a couple other companies that also have full approvals, but Nomura certainly is the, has the biggest backing with the, the banking resources. Yeah, I mean, exactly. One of, one of Japan's biggest banks.
3: Naturally, I love this whole... Set up here. You got Japan working in Switzerland, getting it global and over in Dubai. Yeah, this is what Web3 is all about. Uh, moving on to number two, Credit Agricole. In Italy, of course, one of the major banks there. They have announced that they're going to be doing a bond platform. Folks, this is not necessarily a huge surprise. I think a positive sign and yet again validation because we know that they were doing a trial uh, with uh, the Bank of Italy, as well as the technology provider, power this whole thing is Block Invest. Uh, major moves, you know, the, I've actually spoken with the Block Invest team. They, you know, like to acknowledge the fact that there's a, a lot of myriads specific to Italy regarding doing issuance there compared to several other countries. And they definitely seem to have a, a good winning grip on that since uh, this is a major bond platform that will come out and also backs up, again, that digital bonds. Digital corporate bonds, digital bonds of all kinds. They are a huge application for tokenization. Uh, And we're seeing many, many major banking household names get into offering platforms directly for this, Uh, which I think is often the foundation for maybe something that allows them to expand into a whole lot of other cool stuff too, I think.
0: Yeah. So many people hit us up on Twitter or LinkedIn or on the comment section asking, Hey, you're always covering these big banks using blockchain. What blockchains did they use? Well, in this case, it was Ethereum and Polygon. And the goal here is to use that as the underlying ledger to track these transactions and then partner integrate with Credit Agricole's banking KYC platform in order to actually identify who's all moving on. So if you were listening to some of our previous episodes, we've talked about this idea of Having a centralized database of the users, or if everybody's just going to kind of inter integrate together in an op- interoperability fashion, this seems like more of that spoken wheel model, where the decentralization or the blockchain stuff ha- kind of happens at the surface, but it all needs to connect back into that underlying banking identification. Not surprising, we're seeing that as a, a traditional move or a common move
3: by the institutions. Yeah, out here not? Yeah, you know. uh, more conservative. Number one, Herwig. Franklin Templeton, Connor. Franklin Templeton, trillion million asset manager. We know that they've been very active with their on-chain money markets fund uh, that uh, actually presumably is now beyond over $300 million. $300 uh, million. Dollars. They are announced that their money market fund will also be now on Avalanche and Aptos and
0: Arbitrum. Aptos and Arbitrum, I think, are both L2s on Ethereum. Certainly Arbitrum is. I believe so. It can get difficult sometimes to to keep
3: track. I don't know when exactly we did our first episode on uh, multi-chain assets, but this is the proof in the pudding. This is now a major name leveraging several different types of blockchain. They started on Stellar. Started on
0: Stellar. Then they went to Polygon. And And now we're bringing three more different blockchains to work with, fascinating stuff. I think that Stellar is the main portion of this asset. As far as I was able to understand from my research, they launched the Polygon separate piece of it, uh, but that only has about 2 million of the 300 million in allocation of the fund. It's unclear to me whether that's a constraint that they placed on it as maybe a proof of concept or testnet thing, or if there's just a lack of demand, or maybe they just kind of underwrote most of the the offering originally, and now they're trying to solicit new investors through the different chains. It's unclear, but Stellar certainly is the majority here, but they're launching all kinds of test pilots on other chains, which is really fascinating stuff. The other side of it that I thought was interesting is that they're actually offering a pretty significant fee subsidy for their product. Presumably, because of there's a lot of competition. Ondo Finance is launching products like this. We've seen yeah. Arca launch tokenized treasury funds, and many other companies trying to do similar things. So they're actually bringing their subsidy from 89 basis points or 0.89 percent to 0.2 percent. So almost a you know 70 basis points decrease in subsidia- subsidization. Um, is extended for another year. They was about to expire, I think, this month. They've now extended that another year to try to onboard new customers and new investors to the product. Absolutely big. As the name suggests, they're bringing money on chain,
3: money funds everywhere. Uh, I assume that they are probably, based on this, not going to stop there at other blockchains they start to explore. I think very smart move by Franklin Templeton make big moves. And that's our top five, Kyle. Let's head over to Peter Gaffney for the institutional update. But first... Let's hear what's going on at the
4: STA Success Network. Let's kick it off. This week, we heard exciting news coming from two Success Network members. Legible and DigiShares are partnering up. Legible is the leading digital asset tax, accounting, and data platform for enterprises and institutions, while DigiShares is a white-label platform enabling compliant issuance, investor management, and peer-to-peer trading of tokenized digital assets. Through this partnership, DigiShares will deliver subscriber investment, trade, and distribution data to the Legible platform where economic and ownership activity is analyzed and normalized to enhance efficient CPA-led preparation of Forms 1065 and 1120, Schedule K1s, and other tax returns. With Legible, DigiShares issuers, investors, and their accountants realized increased accuracy and efficiency in their tax preparation processes. This is going to bring lots of value for everyone involved and future issuers alike. So fantastic job, very excited for this partnership and looking forward to see any potential future ones. And now moving on to WorldVest, a global investment and development group led by Garrett Kraus, is coming out with two new offerings, Troy Money and Mineral Mineral Coin on Australian-based tokenized Troy Money is backed by gold, silver, platinum, and palladium, and will be used in day-to-day payments, while Mineral Coin is a security token earning mineral production royalty from the acquisition, exploration, and production of global mineral projects, with a current portfolio consisting of bauxite, iron, and gold in Ghana, West Africa. These offerings will be on the Bitcoin Satoshi's Vision blockchain, BSV for short, and also come with a $5 million investment from WorldVest into Tokenized, presumably to advance the global market presence of its smart contract taking platform. Congratulations, Garrett. We wish you luck in these investment products. And now let's talk about events coming up in the next few weeks that you should definitely consider attending. First, we have Wealth Management and Security Tokens this Thursday, August 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern, with Jonathan Espinoza of Securitize and Sandra Anderson of FinPierce. With institutional adoption and issuances rising, it's important for asset managers to start planning on incorporating them into portfolios. Come explore how security tokens will affect the wealth management business, especially as the generational transfer of wealth continues. Next, on Thursday, August 17th at 12 p.m. Eastern, we have a platform spotlight on Red Swan CRE. Red Swan CRE empowers real estate transactions with fractional ownership, privileged access, and unparalleled affordability. It offers 24-7 liquidity trading, bringing a new level of options to real estate investors. To date, Red Swan CRE continues to lead the market, having tokenized over $5 billion in real estate assets while operating under full compliance with Fendra licensing. Come learn more about them with Ed Nawakity. And ask any and all questions related to tokenized real estate. Last but not least, we have a fireside chat with Legible on Thursday, August 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern. This is the company we just mentioned is partnering up with DigiShares. Have you ever wondered how taxes, accounting, and reporting work for digital assets? I know I have. I know I've heard everyone asking, so you're in luck. Legible will be diving into these topics and how they help issuers through these processes Join us for an exciting and much-requested deep dive into this topic. Speakers include legible CEO Cal Canty, a founding member of the Regulatory Affairs Committee of the Bitcoin Foundation, and Jessalyn Dean, VP of Tax Information Reporting, who previously led in-house design and oversight of tax information reporting operating models at Oppenheimer Funds, Mutual Fund House, and more recently, one of the top 10 global crypto exchanges, in addition to her time as an advisor with PwC in the U.S., Ireland, and the Netherlands. That's all for me, but head on over to Peter Gaffney with the institutional updates. All
1: right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. A few things caught my attention this past week, starting with one of the original institutional issuers in the tokenization game, Franklin Templeton. So FT's on-chain U.S. government money fund is... Pretty well known to anyone directly involved in tokenization at this point, having launched in April 2021 on the stellar blockchain and expanding over to the Polygon blockchain two years later in April 2023. Now the massive asset manager is eyeing Avalanche, Aptos, and Arbitrum as the next blockchain targets for issuance. Avalanche makes sense as the layer one, uh, as one of the layer one options, which is cascading across the entire ecosystem. Franklin's also an investor in Aptos Labs, so that one. Interests are certainly aligned over there. And Arbitrum is an Ethereum sidechain, thus acting as another ETH-based channel for uh, the money market fund right alongside Polygon. Over in Italy, we've got Credit Agricole moving things forward with its portfolio company, Blockinvest, to issue tokenized bonds to accredited investors right through the bank's own wealth management division. That's a great development right there. While Blockinvest currently supports Ethereum and Polygon for issuances, Credit Agricole anticipates adding a few new features beyond this current issuance plan to achieve the targets of digital cash on-chain, automating delivery versus payment, (DVP), and on-chain identity solution for streamlined compliance, KYC, the whole nine. Lastly, since Dubai and the UAE as a whole is a pretty hot area for private markets now and usually, and eventual tokenization opportunities, I wanted to highlight Nomura's approval for a full crypto license from Dubai's own virtual asset regulatory authority this is an impressive feat as other crypto native exchanges and marketplaces are still awaiting similar license approvals in the region as mentioned that's a jurisdiction you want to keep an eye on with regards to private asset tokenization eventually Namora's digital assets arm called laser digital may even be a product distributor of tokenized assets so that's all from me for today let's see how sam Sachs is covering the general markets <music>
2: Happy 200th Monday! The security token market cap has dipped on the week down to 16.25 billion as a result of a broader market sell-off and wider than normal spreads on low volume. However, we've got great news all over the world and we're going to start in Tel Aviv. Where the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange has signed a strategic agreement with Fireblocks, an enterprise platform to manage digital asset operations. This strategic partnership will allow TAZE to offer institutional-grade digital asset solutions for regulated entities. The partnership between Tase and Fireblocks represents a monumental leap forward in the global digital assets landscape, says Orly Grinfeld, the EVP head of clearing at TAZE. In all that great news, as we travel to Italy, we see that Credit Agricole is planning to launch a bond tokenization platform. The bank is particularly interested in offering the bonds to accredited investors as part of its wealth management division. And we travel back to the U.S., where Coinbase reported its second quarter earnings Thursday afternoon after the bell, and they beat market estimates. During Q2, the second largest crypto exchange by trading volume, generated total revenues of nearly $708 million, which while down from 772.5 in the previous quarter, and $808 million in the year-ago quarter, it had lower-than-expected net loss of only $97 million and generated a positive adjusted EBITDA of $194 million during the quarter. It was a mixed bag of estimates from analysts prior to earnings report. Some expected lower results, while many were optimistic as well, but now crypto bulls and company shareholders alike can breathe a sigh of relief. As we look at some charts, Bitcoin seems to be consolidating very nicely and potentially all it needs is some good news to number one, increase the price of Bitcoin, and number two, see a positive impact from publicly traded companies such as Coinbase, Mara, Riot, all that are directly related and seem to see price increases based on the movement of Bitcoin. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching for 200 episodes, and we hope you'll stick with us for 200 more. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we will see you next Monday. And what a great episode 200. We are wrapping it up here, but I think
0: this is an awesome episode because we've switched the style up here a little bit. We've extended the top five just to make it a little more conversational, roll in some of that main topic goodness into the beginning of the show, which gives us a little bit of time here at the end to talk about our companies of the week or layer in some additional time if we wanted to cover some of the biggest headlines. But I think we're just going to wrap it up with some of the top companies we wanted to highlight um, at,
3: I want to talk about BME Digital mm. Bond. BME Digital Bond or BME, the, the company behind it, is my company of the week. They're actually a uh, six company, Swiss International Exchange-owned company. But the BME Digital has the Iberclear, mm. uh, which is the Spanish CSD. Uh, so they are actually the central securities depository for all of the financial markets in Spain. Uh, So this is a pretty big use case we're talking about here. This paper, white paper, was just published in July uh, talking about the feasibility of DLT or digital bonds, and they used the Inter-American Development Bank as the issuer, uh, BBVA as the sole custodian, dealer, and cash tokenizer, and then Citi acted as the agent. Uh, So they have a very comprehensive white paper that they published. I recommend any major banking uh, platforms that are in the space to check this out. I think this is a really good use case. And again, knowing just how much of a pioneer uh, the Swiss Digital Exchange as part of the SIX uh, group is, you know, this is
0: a fantastic, fantastic development. I think I just have to put a spotlight on it, Kyle. So just to clarify, so the Swiss International Exchange owns the company that launched this white paper Case study, correct. And this, the, they really are the central depository for all of the whole Spain. I think it works over there. Stock market. That's fascinating. And then they layered in all these other banks. This is a legitimate, legitimate case. This is just some private company that's made some. I recommend. It got some time. Check out that wipe. Wow. Wow. Kyle, what's your company of the week? Well, I went with another bank. This time, Credit Agricole in Italy. They've got 2.7. Trillion dollars in assets under management, and they are spearheading and leading the innovation with the Bank of Italy for their accelerator program, bringing a ton of companies underneath to experiment using distributed ledger technology, to use blockchains, to understand how tokenization can optimize a lot of their business practices, and they're putting their money where their mouth is. Not only are they working with these different programs, with are investing in companies like BlockX that are creating these solutions... And they're acting as their first corporate partner, as their first lifeline, which is so crucial for a lot of these tech companies to get these things off the ground with a name brand, with consistent cash flow, and with real assets to trial these things through. They're also using multiple blockchains, experimenting with both Ethereum and Polygon for these pilots. So I think that they're really doing everything right. And in terms of a banking partner you could work with, it seems like they're everything you could ask for and more.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, digital bonds clearly are the theme of our, our choices this week. That means we're going to see a lot of that. I think you have it, they invested in Block Invest, which is you know, a really big deal. Yeah. You see, a Bank Invest. We saw this with uh, also the asset manager, Wisdom Tree, did the same thing with Securrency. They then power their now Wisdom Tree Prime app that we've talked about uh, just recently on the show. So, uh, amazing choice, Kyle. I think, again, digital bonds, that's the main theme of the show, uh, at least from our, our choices here. Uh, But with that, Kyle, let's wrap it up. Of course, check out stm.co for all the latest news, everything that's happening, all the trading data from all the different tokens we track around the world. Uh, And of course, we hope to catch you again next Monday, every week as we've done now 200 times. Appreciate all those fans that have been there from the very early on times and we love everyone's support always. We're going to keep doing it for you. And with that, uh, happy tokenizing. Thank you.